Welcome to the Select Star Podcast, your resource for innovative technology, developer topics, and more. Here's your host, Margo McCabe from the HarperDB team. Hello, and welcome everyone to the Select Star Podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. Um, season two, we've got some really awesome guests in the pipeline, including today's guest. We have Pratham Prasoon. Um, you might know him from social media. He's pretty big on Twitter, um, publishing a lot of developer content, things like that. Currently, he is a developer advocate, if that's correct, um, for Third Web, which I'm excited to learn a little bit more about. So thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited for this podcast and, you know, what we discuss. And yeah, looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, um, today we're going to be discussing a little bit about the buzzword that now we're seeing everywhere, which is Web3, as I'm sure anyone listening knows by now. So um, we're going to be talking with Pratham today about what really is Web3 and more specifically what it means for developers, um, which I'm excited to dive into. But before that, I'd love to just learn a little bit about kind of who you are, um, what's your background, journey into tech, and kind of what you're working on now. Yeah, so uh, hey everyone, my name is Pratham Prasoon and I um, like I was always interested with, you know, technology and computers and things like that, like, you know, from a very young age. Um, and, you know, I sort of got started with programming in my fifth grade. That was like six years ago. So, you know, I was just, you know, um, just, just trying to see what all this is about, you know, what can you do with code, you know, just uh, just playing around and stuff like that. And, you know, um, eventually, you know, I just, uh, over the years, I just went down the rabbit hole and, you know, um, like learned everything myself. I, you know, I started by just trying to like, I wanted to make games at the start. So I used to, you know, look up tutorials on how do you make a game in this, you know, this program, it was called scratch, I think. So like, I, I mean, I was just, you know, curious about these things. And um, eventually, like, you know, I just learned about different programming languages. I learned about Python, I learned about JavaScript. Um, then HTML, CSS, and just all these different languages. And, you know, that's, uh, I, I just tried to explore more and more. And um, that's what brought me to where I am right now. So in like, in 2020, because of the pandemic, I had a lot of free time on my hands, because I didn't have to go to school. So, you know, I started learning about machine learning and artificial intelligence with Python. Um, that's something I still do. And then uh, around last year, like midway through last year, I started learning about Web3 and what all of that is about. So, um, yeah, I just I just kept exploring things, and that that that's what really brought me here. Awesome. Well, yeah, that's interesting. That um, you know, instead of what a lot of people did through not having to go to school or not having to do as much during the pandemic, a lot of people probably just kind of chilled and took the time to relax. But you just took the time to continue learning and diving into more technologies, which is really cool. Um, are you back? Are you still in school? Are you back full time or still at home or? Yeah, so I mean, I've been managing school and a full time job until now. Uh, so as you mentioned, I'm currently working as a developer advocate for third web for the time being. Um, so I've just been doing both. So it's full time school, like full time job and my school going together. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. <laughs> You'll have to yeah, do another podcast sometime on time management. 
funnily enough i'm actually pretty bad at time management is just that because of the pandemic i've gotten a bit lucky where you know um since i'm at my home like i can um like i can manage somehow manage both of these but yeah it's I, i'd say i just got lucky <laughs> <laughs> well that's very cool so so then what is third web and and how did you find them and um how long have you been a dev advocate for them Uh, so third web is basically like uh, it it makes web3 development for uh, for developers much easier okay. um like so um i've been with third web for the last four months but uh, i'll be leaving in in a little bit because i have some other side, side project that will be revealed very soon um, that i'm working on right now um but yeah i've been working for them for four months and i actually knew the founders like um since last year and oh, wow. uh, they reached out to me and you know they wanted to know if i wanted to work for third web like if we could if i could collaborate with third web in some way and for the past four months i've been uh, like a like, like an employee for uh, for them and yeah as a developer advocate so awesome yeah that that's how it went and third web uh, is basically as i mentioned it's it basically makes uh, web3 development easier for people who don't know about you know how web3 works like um so when you I, i think we'll go more into this as we go into the podcast but uh, web3 requires you to have certain other skills other than your you know core web2 skills um and third web just uh, like you know uh, removes all of that and you just write web2 code to you know make web3 applications that's the idea of third web okay very cool mm-hmm. um i'm sure that's been helpful as you are you know focused on web3 in general just has been helpful to be immersed in that world and connecting with other web3 developers and things like that it seems like um the excitement around web3 is growing pretty quickly so um yeah would love to dive into it and just would be great to hear you know from your point of view what is web3 and you know what does it mean um how is it different from web2 i'm sure most people listening know that web3 is all about decentralization and uh, moving towards a decentralized web but deeper than that like what does that actually mean and what does that look like i'd love to hear that from your perspective yeah so i mean you know there are like millions of articles on what web3 is what it <laughs> tries to do but the way i like to explain it is you know uh, typically um when you're like in the web2 world let's say you're on twitter or instagram or tiktok or whatever um like the creators they're you know they're putting all their heart and soul into making content like you know and and like uh, they're basically working for the platform if you think about it like uh, you know it's the platform that benefits off of these creators like it's the platform that makes all the money right um in the web3 world it's about you know the like one of the things about web3 is its transfer of wealth so where the creators and the users of the platform they are the main benefiters of you know of the entire system um and another thing that and this is done through ownership that's been that's been given through nfts and tokens and all sorts of different things so but it's mostly about decentralization that means everyone has the power to participate in like you know and uh participate in the network and be a part of a platform let's say and they can they can get tangible benefits out of it so things like you know lot lots of artists are making you know their art uh, in the web2 world you know 
there's not much that they could do with them you know they post it on twitter it would get you know it would go viral maybe it would get like 100000 likes but that's about it you know that's all the creator gets the creator just gets likes but in the web3 world they could have sold their nf uh, uh, art as an nft uh, and they could have benefited from it directly so that's sort of like the premise of, of web3 it's giving power to the creators and the users of the platform rather than these big corporations and that's that's sort of what web3 tries to do and um, yeah that's I, i think that's how i would explain it okay yeah i i like the way that you um give an example i think it helps people understand instead of just you know using the same kind of canned explanation i think it's really helpful to paint a picture of you know what is that really mean how is it going to be different for blogging and for social media and content creating and things like that so that's a a helpful way to understand um and then you know so how is web3 going to be different for developers then like how does web2 development look different from web3 development um when it comes to coding and and frameworks and tools people are using um you know what's what are going to be the main drivers to get there and and how will the lives of developers be different in a web3 world mm-hmm. so i think you know this is sort of you know a bit misunderstood um, like from from what most people i see is that they they feel like web3 is like something totally different than what web2 is like you know um but in reality most of web3 development i mean uh, the way i see it is that web3 development just adds on top of web2 traditional web2 development right um so the thing is that uh, you can't have all the data on the blockchain because um when you keep data on the blockchain to put data on the blockchain it's expensive right you only put very specific things on the blockchain um that uh, so so because of that reason most of the things still remain the same you still have the same you know react or vue js or whatever uh, front end you have like um this is uh, like a similar backend you know you have a database you have your backend application you have apis everything's pretty much sim- uh, the same but what uh, adds on top oh, in web3 what is added on top is something called you know smart contracts so smart contracts allow you to interact with the blockchain and uh, you can make transactions on the blockchain you know you can send data to the blockchain and uh, you you can verify data using uh, uh, like using uh, smart contracts that you write um so that's you know that's like sort of like the only change that you have to do and uh, for that you'll have to learn a couple of tools here and there so i mean it's not uh, it it's you you're just adding stuff on that you've already learned in web2 you're just adding stuff on top of it um and for that you'll have to you know learn um, a couple of js frameworks maybe and you have to learn a new programming language called solidity so uh, there are two main uh, chains i'm just trying to simplify it here but there are two main blockchains that you have you have the ethereum ecosystem and then you have the solana ecosystem so these are like two uh popular blockchains and for solana you'll need rust uh, for ethereum you'll need a language called solidity uh where you'll write the smart contracts so the smart contracts basically define what uh, what transaction happens on the blockchain um and you know the rules uh, of whatever is going to happen on the chain and other than that uh, you know you'll have to use some accompanying javascript or python frameworks to interact with the data on the blockchain so these are like you know the two Uh, things that are added on top you're still using the same database on the backend for other things like you know storing other data and what not you are still using apis the same front end as i explained so that's like the only part that's being added solidity rust and some frameworks here and there 
Okay, interesting. So it's probably, you know, reassuring for developers that are just starting to look into this, um, you know, and how it's going to change their world to hear that this doesn't mean that they completely have to relearn or change their tactics or, um, you know, um, abandon the frameworks and languages they're currently working with. It's more just as you, I think you said, layering on top of the skill set they already have, which is kind of what people in the tech world and a lot of industries are already doing anyway. You know, when you move around jobs or every year you move forward in a career, like you're still learning and adding on anyway. So it's um, maybe it's just going to be that the things that we're learning and moving towards are going to be these web three languages that you mentioned. Um, so that's probably yeah. reassuring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think you put it perfectly. You know, you're just adding on, uh, adding things on top of what you already know. That's, that's basically it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, what are your thoughts on like, how close are we really as, in, as in the world, but also like individuals and different companies, like how close are people to moving towards web three? Do you think there's some companies that are really, um, you know, going full steam ahead and are, are trying to do everything they can? Are there some that are really resistant? Is it something that has to be done kind of all at once? Like, what does that look like to get there? Um, just, I know there's so many different opinions about it. I've been reading about and I recently wrote a blog to kind of dissect like what does web three mean for data storage just you know obviously i'm in the database world and was curious what it means for database technology and things and i just i realized after a lot of research that i personally think it's going to be more incremental steps where it's not just one or the other it's not like you're just in web two or just in web three but you can take small steps towards that end goal you don't have to do all the big changes at once um, so yeah, I'm curious what your thoughts are on that, like how quickly people are moving towards it and maybe tips if there are individuals or companies trying to help get there. Yeah, so uh, it, it's definitely going to be, you know, an incremental path towards, you know, Web3. And uh, I think you can see that by what Twitter is doing. So uh, Twitter recently added integration for NFTs. So you can basically... Um, but like display display your NFT as like your profile picture and it will have, you know, uh, like uh, it, once you click on the profile photo, it will, you know, show you details of the NFT. You can look it out, look it on OpenSea, which is like this sort of gallery for NFTs. So you can go there and you can see all the details about the NFT and things like that. So um, that's, I've, and then, you know, if you look at gaming companies like uh, Ubisoft or uh, I think even EA is trying to get into NFTs where they're, doing is they're using nfts to basically show ownership of you know in-game items like you know let's say you get a skin in a game that like the skin can be an nft so even if let's say you know 10 years down the line the game you know it's not really all that active it's kind of a dead game you still have that skin that's that's as an sort of like an art piece or uh like you know sort of like a memory that you know hey you had the skin 10 years ago in this game so they're uh, like companies are you know they're trying to explore uh, options and uh, wherein they can, you know, integrate NFTs, tokens, and things like that into their existing games or application, whatnot. Uh, it may be so. It's definitely going to be an incremental path, and uh, yeah, and like another really good example that came to my mind is you can actually use Twitter. You can like set up like this button where you have your public address for your wallet, and using that, people can send you uh, like you know donations in cryptocurrency. So, and, you know, we're slowly seeing all these big corporations just, you know, uh, add, add uh, small features here and there. And I think, you know, that will lead to, you know, um, the, lead, lead to like, you know, 
like like a full web3 world when you where you know all applications um have all these web3 features that you know are ubiquitous so you'll see nfts everywhere you'll see tokens being used you'll you'll be able to donate you'll be able to make transactions in cryptocurrency so yeah i think it's going to be an incremental path till we get there yeah yeah that's um those examples are interesting i did see that twitter recently had been making those changes but i haven't um I haven't really had the time to dig deeper and see what that really means or see examples of of people doing that. So um, it's cool to have, it's cool for people to have the option. It's not like the shift just happens and it's a requirement. It's like you have the option to exercise this additional feature. Um, And so, yeah, I I love the way that you explain that. I think that's helpful. Um, I'm curious, you know, what is your opinion on on these changes on NFTs and on blockchain, like obviously with any type of change in technology, there's pros and cons. And there's a lot of things that are super, super exciting about this, but I've seen so many debates. I know um, Dev2 did like a big, uh, I think Ben or someone posted like convinced me that Web3 is terrible or something. And I was reading some of the comments, the threads on that, that people got pretty deep into. And so I'm curious, like, what are your general opinions? Obviously, you're excited about it. You're working in this world and, um, you know, helping promote it, helping share awareness about it. But do you have any, like, anything you're nervous about or any roadblocks or just any, you know, anything on the other side of the argument? Yeah, so I feel like um, there are, you know, a lot of fair arguments against, you know, what what has been going on in the Web3 world, you know, NFTs and things like that. Um, And I think a lot of those are fair. Um, So, like... I think uh, there are multiple debates we had, but so some of the ones that I was like kind of concerned about is like sort of like the the environmental effects of NFTs. So what uh, an NFT, what it basically is, is that it, an NFT shows ownership of uh, like, it shows that you own a particular file. And by own, it means that, you know, you just, um, I mean, you don't have any copyright uh, copyrights to it, but it's sort of like, you know, you get bragging rights for it, right? But uh, that's how most people see it but um like and and to, to, the thing is to make an nft you have to pay something called gas fees uh and this uh, and this is basically computation that happens on the blockchain when you're creating the nft um so that requires a lot of energy so that's like the environmental effect of nfts that a lot of people discuss about um but uh, recently there have been you know so many solutions for uh th- that have been fixing this um so there are like alternative chains to ethereum like Polygon or Phantom or Avalanche, which have far lesser of an environmental effect, like they use far lesser energy, they're cheaper to mint, you know, and things like that. So uh, we're seeing improvements here and there. So like, you know, the environmental effects are slowly getting fixed. And um, other than that, you know, there's also the the problem where NFTs are basically used for money laundering. Um, and, uh, you know, that is also getting fixed through regulation of cryptocurrencies and just, um, you know um like how and um we're trying to like you know figure out a way so that we can prevent money laundering and things like that so like you know uh things like uh verify like you can verify nfts on OpenSea and things like that so we're slowly just trying to figure out a way uh, on how to fix the money laundering issue and uh, other than that are, you know some people say that nfts are just jpegs you know they're just files they're, there's no value to an nft right but um, slowly, we have been seeing a lot of different projects that sort of uh, give utility to NFTs. And that's something I'm personally really excited about. So like I mentioned how before you could own in-game items using NFTs that 
you know that show that you own like this in game item and um that's uh, so there's utility to an nft it's not just a jpeg or whatever so like you know we seeing all these use cases come up and you know um that that's what really excites me uh, but yeah we're also you know at the same time you know it's a long way to go we're still you know working on um you know figuring out some of the issues and some of the problems that we're having right now um but you know there are all sorts of debates there but um but i'd say like you know we've made a tremendous amount of progress in the last year so that's what you know really makes me you know optimistic on this technology um but yeah, yeah, no, that yeah makes I, think... Sense. And I think it's actually interesting the way you're talking about it you know it's at least um i think it's actually probably helpful in cases like this for people to come out and express their concerns and express the other side of the argument and why they might be not even against moving towards mm -hmm. web3 but just you know a little bit hesitant about some of these things because it's probably mm -hmm. helpful for the people trying to get us there to be able to address those concerns and say okay you're right like there's something we could improve upon um instead of just ignoring it and saying like no this is the way um being able to take that feedback and say well here's how we can ease people's concerns and here's the changes we can make and how we can make this easier and so um it seems like that's kind of already happening which is really exciting <laughs> and good to hear yeah, yeah 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 it's really good you know that the community you know we like the entire community is like really amazing um mm -hmm. and they recognize the issues that are in you know with nfts and whatnot and we're actively like everyone's actively trying to you know figure out solutions to these and we've been making so much progress you know um it's really good to see yeah very cool yeah so i know you've mentioned already a couple um specific kind of tools and technologies but are there you know i'd love to hear a little bit about like what type of web3 um tech you know what would you say are some of your favorite like softwares or tools or technologies that you're using now or that are coming out or just you know what types of like if people are trying to learn more what systems should they be learning things like that yeah so um from my experience um so obviously i've worked for third web um and uh, third web is a fantastic tool so it's uh, it's a no code tool and it's it allow, also has you know a set of um like apis and sdks that allows you to uh, do web3 development using you know just python or javascript so there's that and then other than that you know i mentioned this programming language called solidity and uh, that um you'll probably have to learn that pretty well and then other than that you can so there are two options from there you can either use the python suite of you know web3 tools or you can use the javascript set um so in python you have things like uh you have web3.py so that's uh that is used for interacting with the data on the blockchain and interacting with your you know smart contract that you write in solidity uh other than that uh in javascript you have web3.js that does the same thing as web3.py for python um and in, in javascript you also have tools like hard hat truffle waffle things like that so these allow you to you know sort of create like a local blockchain that's on your system so that you know you can uh test your smart contracts um play with them a little bit and you know it also gives you like a test wallet that you can use uh to you know work with these smart contracts and whatnot um and that sort and then you know these uh like this can basically you know fit in with your typical backend that you might have you know maybe let's you have um like uh like a flask or a django or a fast api backend on on python or whatever or maybe you have something on php you can basically connect these pieces together and that's how you know 
um, we can, you know, get started with creating web three apps. And that's generally how the development works. Um, and the front end remains unchanged. You know, you still be taking JSON data and, you know, working with that on the front end in React or Vue or whatever JavaScript framework that you're working with. So, so yeah, that's sort of like a basic, you know, it's, it's only that the backend has some, you know, changes to it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I, um, I was trying to take notes as you were talking. I'll have to go back and listen to, cause I want to make a list of, um, the different tools and technologies you've mentioned. And I've, I've seen people talking about these a lot more. I think it's, um, as you said, there's so much information out there right now on this, and it's probably helpful to have like a centralized community or centralized platform or who, who knows, maybe there will be, or there already is like a blogging platform specifically dedicated to this so that all these articles can be in one place. Cause there's so much information um, to gather about it. And so it's always helpful to, to connect with knowledgeable folks. Um, I know you mentioned that you are going to be soon focusing more on a side project that you're working on. Are you able to share more about that or what it is that you're working on or building at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, this is something I'm really excited about. Uh, so I'm working with the folks over at Polygon. I'm, I'm working closely with them to make this project happen. So Polygon is, it's, it's a, uh, to put it like, you know, in, in simple terms, it's, it's a blockchain that's, uh, that is based on Ethereum and, um, it's faster, it's cheaper. And, you know, um, it gives you all the benefits of the Ethereum ecosystem. But as I mentioned, the, like the problem for most, you know, web two developers and, you know, de like developers is that you'll have to learn, you know, you'll have to learn solidity. You'll have to learn these whole sorts of other frameworks and you'll have to get busy. You'll have to get used to this, you know, entire, um, this entire web three thing. And it's a bit, it can be a bit difficult and intimidating what, uh, so what I'm trying to do with the side project is that uh, make it uh, easier for them to basically, you know, uh, write smart contracts and uh, without, you know, without having to do all their testing and stuff like that. So let's say they have their own web two application. They can just, you know, use um, like a set of tools and they can, you know, uh, make smart contracts, make NFTs, make tokens and things like that. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do here. So I'm basically trying to uh, abstract away, you know, the web three stuff and uh, so that they can just focus on building you know, their application that they want to, or whatever they want to achieve. So that's, that's sort of like the basic uh, idea of it. Okay. That sounds really interesting. I, I have heard of that company and um, that should be cool to see what you're working on. It sounds like you have definitely have your hands full <laughs> um, and will probably stay that way for quite a while. I know I, I love having these conversations with so many different people on the podcast and learning about well, this is what I do full time, but here's like the ten other things I'm also doing on the side. <laughs> They're like, it's yeah, not a yeah, big deal. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to say, tell them, no, that is a big deal. That's really impressive. <laughs> so it's always fun to learn more about that. Um, very cool. Well, I know we're coming up here, kind of getting close on time, and this has been extremely helpful for me, and I'm sure for anyone that's listening to just get like an overview and hear a little bit more about Web three, especially from um, the developer perspective, but. You know, I'm curious, is there, is there anything else, um, anything else you want to share either about Web3 or just outside of that world, like in the development tech world in general, like anything else you're excited about right now or focusing on or learning um, that you haven't already mentioned? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess, uh, like, you know, I feel like there's a lot of hype around Web3 and, you know, people are just straight up jumping into it. Like, I feel like um, if you... Uh, 
like web3 is here to stay for a while so take your time understand you know things properly um you know make sure do your own research make sure you understand everything before you get into it rather than you know just jumping into it because this other person on twitter is like you know web3 is the next big thing um take your time understand things and just be aware um like, you know do, do your research because it's still a very new space and you know there are lots of people that are just trying to take advantage of you there's lot of lots of scams going on and stuff we're trying to work towards you know reducing that but um still just be aware and you know um because you know getting into web3 means that you know you'll you'll be dealing with money and stuff like that you know in cryptocurrency or whatnot so just do your research be careful about that um and other than that you know uh, you don't have to get into web3 if uh you know you could look into it if the, if it doesn't really excite you that's okay you know there are lots of other things that are going around that are like really cool right now uh there's machine learning there's game development there's there's so much going on if web3 if web3 doesn't excite you that's fine um but yeah um like i'm personally more uh, like i'm i'm really excited about machine learning and ai as well so uh i've been you know um like you know doing that for a little bit and i'm doing that alongside my web3 stuff so So yeah I mean um I'd encourage you to give it a shot do your research because it's really exciting but if it doesn't work out for you that's totally okay and yeah, uh, I think yeah, that's, that's I think that's a good point is um don't just jump on the bandwagon just cuz everyone is talking about it and I it was kind exactly. of Exactly. Like, yeah like I I was away from kind of social media and stuff for a bit and it seemed like I came back and all of a sudden I was just seeing you know web3 everywhere and so um i decided to do a blog on it because for me personally when i write blogs it's like the best way to learn about something too because that's when i do mm-hmm. really do my research and try to read both sides of the argument um but i definitely made the joke when i went to share my blog is like i went and jumped on the bandwagon and wrote an- here's another blog about <laughs> web3 because it yeah. kind of does seem like that's um you know not what not what people are doing i'm sure everyone really is excited about it but i just think that's a great point is like take your time do your research figure out if that's really something you want to get into and move towards or do you want to stay on whatever path you're on or or go a different way and i'm sure in a couple of years from now um the world of web3 will be colliding and integrating with um lots of different areas anyway so um i think that's a really great point to leave off with yeah like i think people need to realize that if someone's you know really impatient about you know like like they're like really crazy about web3 you know they're like you know web3 is the next big thing just just jump on they they probably want to you know sell you something sell you a course or something i don't know but uh like you know if web3 is really open and it's for everyone then you know uh, take, uh, then you know you should be able to join at whatever time you know we're still very early on there's still a lot of stuff that we're trying to figure out so um web3 is not going anywhere you know just uh, just take your time you don't have to rush it just you know um, understand things and yeah you get be at your own pace you know and this again as i said before if, th- if this is something that doesn't excite you there are like a million other things that you could do so you know right um, <laughs> don't yeah. feel peer pressured <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the best way to put it awesome well hey thank you so much pratham this has been uh really interesting conversation and really helpful for me um and hopefully i'm sure our listeners as well i will be sure to put um i'm sure your twitter is the best place for people to keep up with what what you're doing i'll put your the link to your twitter in the show notes and let me know if there's anything else you'd like me to include any other way for people to kind of follow along with what you're working on and um really appreciate you taking the time yeah thank you so much for having me here you know i 
yeah I, i hope it did a good job of explaining what beth is what's going on and yeah i, I had a blast on the uh, like in this entire conversation like thank you so much for having me here yeah of course well looking forward to keeping in touch i'll talk to you soon awesome thank you so much thanks for listening to select star your resource for innovative technology and developer topics you can find our episodes in all the usual places spotify apple google rss and youtube don't forget to rate comment subscribe and share you can learn more about harperdb at harperdb.io